My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Team Melly Talk. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Team Melly Talk. Remember, this is your source for the latest news on Team Melly, the national team of Iran. I'm your host, Artif Tahari. Really glad you can join us. And this is actually our 50th podcast episode. And I would just like to take the time to thank you all for the support. Really do appreciate it. We've been doing this podcast since 2016 and looking forward to providing you with more news on Team Meli, the national team of Iran. And this is part three of our three-part episode entitled The Search for More Legionnaires. We'll be talking about our honorable mentions and the intentions of Iran head coach Dragan Skocic. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, before we get to talking about our honorable mentions, Idara, you mentioned something earlier about Dragan Skocic wanting to find legionnaires, you know, basically the same thing that Carlos Queiroz did. And, you know, sometimes when we look at different sources, you know, I feel like us Iranian football fans have a habit of saying, okay, how legit is this? You know, is this the truth and whatnot? You know, I don't want to turn this into a whole big different can of worms. But in general, though, do you really feel like Dragan Skocic really is committed to wanting to do this, you know, similar to what Queiroz did? I'll start with you first, Dara. I hope he is. I, I think it's. I think it's a very important um, uh, reason that the level of our national team was able to go up um, with Kairos. I, I genuinely can't say whether or not he will. Um, I, I'll take what he says at, at face value until I have reason otherwise to uh, to you know either believe him or not believe him. Um, but he, I, I know he definitely. Did mention that he is watching, you know, Iranian players in Europe, and he did physically go to Europe and watch a lot of the current team Ali players play in their in their games. So, um, so yeah, I I, I think and, and hope he will, um, but I can't say with like a hundred percent confidence. So let's let's wait and see his uh, how his call ups go these next uh, these next few upcoming matches. Okay, Arya, how about you? Is there something you'd like to add to this, you know, in regards to Dragon Skocic? And, you know, we, we know for sure that, yes, we've, you know, he's definitely put in the work to go meet with legionnaires in other countries in Europe, you know, meeting with Azmoun in Russia, Moharami in Croatia. He also even, you know, he also went to Belgium, which is, you know, quite the irony considering I don't even think Wilmot really was in Belgium. Very much look at our Iranian footballers there, but, you know, let's not get into that. But what, what would you like to add and, you know, share about Dragon Skocic and possibly doing this? Well, I think like like Dara was pointing out that the first squad that he brings that he calls up really has to be a good one. It can't it can't be like Paya Pichka and Ryan Tafazoli and Sean Savitkar. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it'd be it'd be a bit silly to even consider that. But the whole point of this of this whole thing is to look. I mean, I'm from Scotland, and I look at my the, the national team of Scotland. A lot of the players that are playing in Scotland, the better players, look at like uh, Scott McTominay, um, look at Andy Robertson, for example. A lot of these players started their career, or the main part of their career was in England. Um, because because the, the, the current, uh, in Scotland, it's not that good, the, the level of football. In Iran, and the football is not that good either. So they have to look abroad. There has to be this system in Iran. The Federation don't do it. I mean, the Federation don't do it because they don't have uh, the resources. They don't, they don't have the brains to say, you know what, let's put a Google search. Iranians who are born, they're not born in Iran. I mean, there's, there's, there's tons of like ways you could do it. You can look at transfer market, look at Wikipedia if you want to. But 
there has to be a system for it. You can't just get Hamid STD to start calling up, like, uh, who's the guy who called up at left back? Hakim Zadeh or Najarian at right back. Do you know what I mean? Like, when we're, when I'm seeing that, I'm, I'm looking at myself, I'm saying, what is going on? Why are we doing this? Why are we playing Najarian at right back when you, when you could have played Bijan Dalvan at right back for the U23s? Why did you not call up... Uh, you know, Dawood Arzani, Arzani instead of Hakim Zadeh or whatever. Or sorry, I think it's Karim Zadeh, as a, my mistake. But the whole point being is we need to have a system for this in Iran. There has to be a way for, for the federation to say, if you want players, here's a big list, go and watch them play. We can't just uh, ask a, a Carlos Kiros who had that initiative in his brain and went to went to um, Germany just to get Kiram Dejagag, went to Holland to get uh, job to USA to get Peter Schur. It can't just be the coach's job. The federation need to be on top of it. and It's a shame that they're not. It's a real shame. But we just need to kind of move on and hope that these guys do get looked at at some point in their career. Well, I definitely like what you pointed out, and it makes a lot of sense. Yes, there has to be some kind of system for this. Definitely agree on that. But next, let's go to our honorable mentions. And I'm going to go, you know, one at a time. I'll go, first, I'll go to Dara, then I'll share mine, then I'll go to Arya. So the first person I want to mention is Arya Hasegawa. He's a, of course, you know, for anyone who's been paying attention to Iranian football for a while, especially going on PersianFootball.com, this is the name that immediately rings a bell. He's an attacking midfielder playing for Nagoya Grampus in the J-League, the top flight of football in Japan. He also represented Japan at the U-20 level. And right now he's 31, but I want to start with you on this, Dara. And that is a few years ago, you know, during you know, during the heart of uh, Carlos Queiroz's tenure as head coach of Iran, you know, Arya Hasegawa was mentioned as a player that was ready to receive a call-up, but I believe there was something that stopped this from happening. You know, can you elaborate on that, please, Dara? Yeah, he was uh, he was contacted by um, Kairos's uh, assistants, um, and they they got a dialogue going, um, the federation and uh, and Hasegawa. But unfortunately, just due to like some passport related issues, they weren't really really uh, able to sort it all out. Uh, um, he his father was even on Navad uh, once uh, talking about like how uh, pretty much confirming that there was talks and they were trying to bring him and that Arya did have interest in playing in the national team but um, he, he honestly didn't really blossom into the player that many thought that he would be I mean he did play in Zaragoza for Real Zaragoza for a little while um, and he he really wasn't able to impress in his time there and then went back to Japan. Um, so, and considering really where he's at with it being the age of 31, there's not really much of a future for him as it relates to, uh, team Melly. Um, but like, you know, he, he definitely was a, a solid player. And at the time that he was being considered, um, there definitely was a need for him. He was, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, he, he is a, a true central midfielder who kind of can play also as like an attacking midfielder as well. Um, has nice physique, has good ball distribution capabilities, um, overall, just a really solid center center midfielder. Um, you know, uh, if he was if he was maybe like four years younger, then I would definitely say yes, they'll try to bring him in. But I believe he's like 30, 31 years old now. So um, I think that that ship has, has sailed really for um, him and Team Melly. Now, Arya, for you, you know, um, Dara mentioned his age, but aside from the age, I mean, what would you say then about you know players coming from the J League, the top flight of football in Japan? 
I mean, what, what have you got to say about the players that come out of that league? Well, I mean, the Japanese league has definitely progressed a lot over the last couple of years. The money's been injected in, into the, the Asian market in football, China, Japan, South Korea. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously, like with Iniesta playing in there, David Villa playing in there, Podolski, uh, for example, these kind of players moving to that, that league has really um, improved the stock of that of that league and definitely improved the quality of the league as well. Hasegawa, I feel kind of sorry for him because it's it's like when we when we were trying to get him in, I remember like Dara was just saying that and it kind of came into my head. It was the same kind of situation of Godus, kind of. Godus was lucky to come in because he came in at a point where he had to pick. It was a big there was a big choice for him. It was a World Cup coming up, maker choice, um, and he and he chose Iran. Hasegawa seemed to really want to choose Iran. But he just couldn't happen for him in the end. Rodos um, managed to get his visa, sorry, his passport last minute. Uh, you know they sorted out for him and he managed to get it very quickly. But Hasegawa just couldn't get it. You know I think Japan have an issue with dual nationality. Uh, he couldn't it couldn't come from. But if he'd got it, I think it would have been the same kind of thing with Rodos. And I think he still would have been playing in the national team if he'd got it. I think he would have really improved as a player had he have made the national team. I think he would have really developed his career. I think he would have made better teams, um, played at better clubs. Um, but it didn't happen for him. It's a shame. He's still good, though. I've watched, I've watched him play a few times. He's still quite good. Like, I'm not saying he should get called up, but like definitely get looked at. Do you know what I mean? Like, He's still playing really well. And then the Jap- like I said, Japanese league is not that bad. And, you know, you never know. You never know. Scottish might have a plan up his short up his sleeve. All right, now moving on to a player I interviewed recently, defensive midfielder named Alessandro Hojabarpur, playing for Pacific FC in the Canadian Premier League. He's 20 years old. He has represented Canada at the U17 level. He also had a stint playing overseas in Bulgaria for Lokomotiv Plovdiv. And Right now playing for Pacific FC, and you know, the Canadian Premier League is new. But one thing that Alessandro told me that I felt was very interesting is that he basically didn't, he basically mentioned the possibility of, you know, that it would be fun or exciting one day to play in Iran. You know, he mentioned that you never know where life takes you. And I feel like if he was, you know, willing to play in Iran and, you know, get acclimated to the culture there more and, you know, play in the and play in the top flight of Iran, I feel like that would definitely increase his chances of getting a call-up. And, you know, and his dad was born in Iran and, you know, he's, he's raised in Canada and he's been, you know, he's been playing, he's been, he was brought up through the Vancouver Whitecap System Academy when he was, uh, when he was younger as a teenager. So Dara, for someone who pays attention to soccer in the United States and North America, you know, what would, what can you add about Alessandro Hodabur-Pur? I think what the scenario you just explained is the only scenario that would honestly get him some uh, attention because to be completely honest, you know, Canadian, uh, Canadian soccer itself isn't very good. Um, The level that it's at is definitely not even comparable to Iran. Um, So for him to actually, um, you know, make a name for himself and, and get some attention, he would have to make a move. And, to be honest, the, 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 this this has been done before with a Canadian. It, it, it was done with Adam Hemati right now. Um, he hasn't like successfully separated himself as like a national team player, somebody who's worthy of, of being in the national team. But he definitely, you know, when Paris Boys first signed him, there was a lot, 
a controversy. They were saying that um, this guy was like an amateur level player from Canada. He was playing on like his Canadian college soccer team. Um, and he wasn't really like, you know, at the level to be playing in, in uh, the Iranian league, let alone in like the most storied biggest club in Iran being Paris police. So um, he came into that team and he kind of like had a chip on his shoulder and he talks about this story all the time. Um, you know, how he was on a mission to really kind of prove himself because he always thought that, you know, because his grandfather was uh, someone in the cinema industry, was either actor or director, I forget, um, that he was able to use his connections to get his son a trial and, and get him into the team. Um, he his, his story for me is a success because he, he came there, he worked really hard. And he, he actually was, you know, a decent player. He, he definitely not like somebody who would start every week for Paris Police, but a guy who can come off the bench and give you some good minutes. Um, and then he even went on to move to, to a different team, uh, to Parsons Jam now he's with. So, um, you know, if he was to, 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 to do the same thing and, and come to Iran and, and, and prove himself, like, uh, you know, at, at a higher level, then sure, he can, he can be interesting. But uh, until that happens and... If he's even, you know, good enough, uh, that, that's a question for me. I, 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 I haven't seen him play, so I'm not going to comment. But I'm just saying, purely based off of the level of where he's at, um, there's definitely a big gap between uh, the Canadian Premier League and uh, and Iran Pro League for sure. I've got to say, like, fair play to him, Ati, for even getting that. Like, he he finessed his way to Iran. You've got to admit, like, he did finesse it. I mean, he was playing in like Nice, a reserve team. He, then he went to college college soccer. And then he went to Iran and personally, I mean, that's that's a great finesse to get into the, to get into football. I mean, fair play to him. I mean, you can't you can't you can't fault the kid for doing that. Um, but yeah, man. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt you. You were saying. So that's that's pretty much it. I, I I agree with you. I mean, he definitely did have to finesse his way, but at the end of the day, he did. I think he did prove himself. Like, uh, who was he to Bronco? Ultimately, he, he was he came into the team when Bronco was there. Bronco doesn't care about who, who his grandfather was. Like, yes, maybe his grandfather was able to help him get into into training sessions and whatnot. But at the end of the day, um, you know, he was able to establish himself and, and earn himself a contract. They wouldn't have given him a contract if he wasn't any good. Um, so he, in my opinion, and, and again, as somebody who watches Paris Police every single week, um, he was definitely a, a good a good addition to the team. He gave us some some depth in, in an area we needed some depth. Um and good on good on him. He proved himself. But if he can continue to progress, you know, he's he's still kind of young. If he can continue to progress, um, you know, in a few years, who knows like where his career will take him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll see what happens. But and he's a nice kid too. I want I want to say that too. I watch I watch a lot of his interviews and stuff like that. You can clearly tell that he's like a really nice, really like humble individual, and the, the, that's the kind of character and 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 and. Um, uh, personality you definitely want in, in Team Ellie. He almost kind of reminds me of Jahan Bash. Very soft-spoken, very humble, very polite, and very hard-working. Um, so I, I root for him a lot. He's he's somebody who who I like a lot. And um, again, if uh, this this guy who we're talking about, Alessandro, he, if he's any if he's any good, um, you know, and has a similar mentality, and he makes takes the same steps that him Matt he took, then. He'll have a fan in me for sure, and definitely somebody who will be following well, him. Well, I mean, just sorry, Art, just very quickly, but about Alessandro Hojarpur, um, I think one thing uh, I look at for him is kind of similar to Paya Pichka's career, the same kind of position, same kind of age, same kind of physicality as well. But, you know, they need to be playing at a higher level. If he gets to the MLS, for example, 
then yeah, you, you, you'd consider him for a call up. Why not? Yeah. Um, at the moment, Canadian soccer is too young, too too raw. Um, but you never know. I mean, he, I think he was playing. In, it was is not true art that he was playing in Bulgaria last season. He did have a stint in Bulgaria before he did come back Canada. So yeah. So and I remember asking about playing for Lokomotiv Plovdiv at the U19 level. You know, very competitive in Bulgaria because the one thing he mentioned was that over there, you know, you win your league at the U19 level, you get to play against the the big dogs at the U19 level. You know, with Chelsea, Liverpool. You know. You know, the, whatever you know, the other, all the other teams in Europe at the at that U19 level. Yeah, for sure. So he's always got some experience in, in that respect. Okay, so as we're getting now, we're getting to our next honorable mention, and this uh, this one comes from Aria Alaverdi. Aria, you meant you talked about this player um, earlier when we were chatting. So a center forward, David Tavakoli, playing for KFUM Oslo in the Obosliga, in the second level of football in Norway. And he is 27 years old, but you, you, you mentioned you, you mentioned him to me as a player you're interested in. You know what can you say about him? Well, I mean it's obviously it's good to see that there's strikers um, being produced in European countries. Uh, you know, obviously we were speaking about Eckert. There used to be a guy called Aram Khalili who played in Norway. He played in the same thing as obviously he also played in the in the top division in Norway. Um, so there's obviously that kind of um, thing going on that they're producing strikers from from Iranian descent uh, but um, Tavakoli is a guy who scored a lot of goals in the sort of second division of Norway he's a tall player 193 centimetres um, he's a guy who clear, clearly will move to the, the top flight league either this season or next season He's tw- but he's 27 years old so I'm not saying he's going to be called to a national team in fact he, he won't be called to a national team uh, of Iran he won't but it's always good to see it. I mean, like I was saying before, once again, recruitment, 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 recruitment. Why was this guy not looked at when he was um, when he was 20 years old, 19 years old? Why not? It's a real shame. All right, guys. Well, this has been very entertaining. I really enjoyed talking about these possible legionnaires that could be called up. Always great to do our scouting and learn more about other football players of Iranian descent. You know, like we said, whether they were born in Iran or born in Europe, you know, it's always good to add to our knowledge about Iranian footballers in different parts of the world. And with that, it is time to wrap up this edition of Team LA Talk. Arya, just like to thank you for taking the time to be on Team LA Talk. As always, it's really great to have you on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate it. It's really, really, really refreshing to speak about these players. Um, it's really important that, like I say, once again, uh, hopefully, if someone from the Federation is listening to this, that they have to start recruiting someone, a, a staff member in the Federation or for the national team that can be, that can do that because we need to get these players looked at more often. We can't have a Dejaga getting called up at 25 years old or a Wuchman judge getting called up at 25 years old. It, it doesn't make sense, in my opinion. So, yeah, hopefully this, this happens more often. But I appreciate you bringing me on, and um, I'm happy to, to, uh, to uh, speak about these, uh, this topic. Thank you again, Aria, for taking the time. And Dara, once again, glad that you are officially part of the Team Meli Talk crew. Looking forward to the next podcast. Thanks, Art. Pleasure. And that is it for this edition of Team LA Talk. You know what to do. Get to our website, www.teamelitalk.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know the handle, at Team LA Talk. 
Make sure you check out our YouTube channel where we got new videos coming up weekly as well as transfer news involving our Tiumeli Legionnaires. Thank you everybody for listening to this edition of Tiumeli Talk. I'm your host, Artif Tahari. We'll see you next time. Hey, this is Omid Nazari and uh, you are listening to Tiumeli Talk.